Hi there, Monica White, licensed mental health counselor here. Today's episode is the quarter life crisis. So in this episode, I'm going to give you 10 steps so that you can make the quarter life crisis work for you. So how can you take this time in your early adulthood to take your life to the next level? Well, here are the 10 steps. Let's get started. So question, is it possible to have a crisis at age 25? We've heard about the midlife crisis, right? But have you ever heard about the quarter life crisis? So let's say your mid 20s to your early 30s. Did you ever think that you could have a crisis during this time period? And the answer is yes. And not only yes, it's totally normal. So the real truth is that 75 to 86% of regular people will experience a quarter life crisis. And it's not like a full blown on crisis. It's just a time period where it feels like a crushing nonstop headache. And you feel insecure, you get anxiety, you get confused, you feel lonely, and some people even experience mild depression. The bottom line is it's just relentless for a few years. And so the quarter life crisis crisis happens roughly during our mid-20s to our early 30s. I definitely remember my quarter life crisis. It was after college and before I went to grad school. So it was a long period, a few years of my life where I did not know how to be an adult. I did not know what my purpose in life was. I didn't know who I was. I didn't even know how to take the next steps to figure out how to contribute and how to connect with the world. So it took me a few years and it wasn't very pleasant and it did it felt like an eternity. So fortunately, I was able to get into grad school and that's where I sort of flourished and found my purpose and the meaning in my life and you know was able to get all the skills to keep moving forward. Um, but my quarter life, it, it took a few years. I wanna say it took four to five years. And during that time, it wasn't the most pleasant, fun time. Um, so had I known the 10 steps that I'm about to give you, I might have been able to shorten the period that I spent in my quarter life. So we can take a look at what's going on during that time. So generally people in their mid 20s to early 30s are getting out of college or you know they're trying to figure out what do they wanna do with their life. They may be trying to go to graduate school. Maybe they didn't even go to college. Um, or you know people in general are having their first kid or their second kid or they're rushing into marriage. Some people are even on their second marriage. And so what does it feel like to be dealing with a full on existential crisis in the middle of trying to survive and manage career and family and relationships and jobs and finances? Um, it's pretty hard, right? So there are actually ways we can get through as quickly as possible and as effectively as possible. And the only bad news is that a lot of people just don't get the right support. Um, the good news is that because you are in company, most of us will go through it and so we can support each other. So how you get through your quarter life crisis depends on not just your perspective, 
your support team and it really also depends on your ability to think big. So the fastest way and the most effective way to get through the quarter life crisis is to have, you know, a perspective that like, hey, you know what, I will get support and also surrounding yourself with supportive people and having the ability to look at the big picture to say, wow, where is this time? Where am I going to be in 10 years? You know, what are the steps that I can do to get to the next level of my life? So the bottom line is that you can use your quarter life crisis to take your life to the next level. So here is my take on how you can get yourself through the, this quarter life time as quickly and smoothly as possible. So let's get started on the 10 steps. Step number one, increase your positive social supports. Surround yourself with people who inspire you, motivate you, and encourage you to become your best self. This is super crucial. For myself in particular, it was really hard to get away from dysfunctional and negative people, but I started going online, I started reading books, I started finding people on social media that inspired me, that motivated me, and that encouraged me to become my best self. Step number two is just get comfortable asking big questions, right? So usually we say, wow, big questions, philosophy, ah, that's reserved for existential stuff. Like that doesn't really affect me. However, yes, it does. <laughs> the reality is existential stuff, big questions, the big picture, does affect every single one of us. And so we have to get comfortable asking these big questions such as, you know, who am I? What do I love to do? What is my purpose? A lot of people in our early 30s, we don't know how to do this. Like we don't have people in our life that are helping us figure out our purpose in life. So you definitely wanna get comfortable asking those big questions of yourself and doing some self-reflection and developing your self-awareness. So step number three is you should question everything and everyone that is getting in your way. So if you want to move through this time effectively, you really want to look at your team around you and say, are some of my friends holding me back? Are some of my friends, you know, not only being negative or lazy or just going off on the wrong track, you definitely want to question your support circle and your support team and you want to say hey you know how can I surround myself with people that are going to help me get on my way you know start moving through this so this is the time when you definitely want to develop a positive support circle and peers who are also working on themselves number four childhood issues yes so those do creep up quickly in adulthood. You definitely wanna sort out your childhood issues in therapy, and I think most people have them. So that's why you wanna work it out with um, your private clinician because a therapist is not going to look at you weird. They're gonna say, hey, wow, let's work it out, let's organize it, let's process it, and let's make it make sense. So you know, if we start going to the wrong people like our friends or our family members, there might not be helpful. So that's why you definitely want to work out your childhood issues 
with a therapist, with somebody who's going to keep your information in, you know, the therapy room and not just put it out into the open. So because when we're working on stuff, when we're working on our story, we want to work on it at our own pace. And so it's really up to you. It's your own journey and it's your own story and it's nobody else's story. That's why it's really important to work through those issues in therapy. And also therapy helps you develop your self-awareness so that you can just start to acknowledge these unresolved issues or the stress or anxiety or even trauma or adverse childhood experiences. I personally, for myself, I really wanted to resolve my issues with my parents because if I could do that in my early adulthood, then I could actually have a friendship and an authentic, realistic, healthy relationship based on, you know, compassion with my parents. So I really wanted to have a relationship with my parents as an adult. So that's why I think number four, childhood issues, you wanna work through those effectively in therapy. And that just really helps move through that quarter life into full on adulthood. Step number five is you could learn the steps to healthy relationships and I teach this and I really think um, healthy relationships are skills and they're tangible, realistic, easy to learn skills. And the skills are interdependence. So, you know, not codependence, being assertive, building your healthy boundaries, increasing your self-esteem, learning about coping skills for success, and developing your emotional intelligence as a quick way to develop your relationships and your life. Step number six is you wanna focus on your education, and I say this to young adults all the time, having an attitude of learning, that you are gonna be a lifelong learner is super important. Um, the reality is, is our education does not stop after high school. It doesn't stop after college. It doesn't stop after we get jobs. It doesn't stop throughout our jobs. So having an attitude that, hey, we're just gonna keep learning, you know? It's a marathon. We're gonna train with the best teachers we can find. We're gonna get the right positive support. We're gonna get the right mentors and we're just gonna keep learning. So having an attitude of being a lifelong learner is really gonna help you effectively move through this quarter life transition phase. Number seven is getting fit. Yes, so walking, playing sports, going to strength training. You, Your physical fitness is very important. You wanna stay active. I love sports groups. I think sports groups teach us um, how to build our self-esteem, how to work with people, how to you know have leadership and sportsman's skills. Um, so you want to stay fit. You wanna take care of yourself. And so number seven is get fit and stay active. Step number eight is put yourself first. Self-care is not selfish. Self-care is a lifelong routine and a healthy habit that we can develop for ourselves. So putting ourselves first is a great way to focus on who you are and who you wanna be. And so if you put yourself first, it's not selfish. It's just saying, hey, I'm taking care of myself. And if you're able to take care of yourself, you're able to have enough for others. So leftover self-care for others, and that's a great way to take care of yourself, nourish yourself, and to make sure that you are able to know how to get your needs met. 
If you're able to get your needs met, then you're able to have healthy boundaries and you're able to help other people learn how to get their needs met as well. So step number nine is to share. I mean, this is a childhood concept, right? But as adults, we need to contribute something. So step number nine, in order to get through the quarter life is to start focusing on your passion and your purpose and to ask the big questions, right? So what do I love to do? What is my purpose? What can I give? What can I share? So that you can contribute your talents to your community. And that's step number nine. So you wanna learn how to contribute. So now you're starting to see we're getting connected with others, we're connecting with ourselves, and we're contributing back into the community. And that is setting the stage so that you can move into adulthood with all these, you know, positive skills and a positive, like a purpose and an ability to feel confident in your role in the world. And finally, last step number 10 is to stay curious stay open-minded, stay constructive, and to keep questioning things. So those are a lot of steps, right? But that's it. So those are my 10 pieces of advice and suggestions on how to survive and not just survive, but thrive through the quarter life crisis. And so not, you don't wanna put the pressure on yourself. You just wanna develop you know, some healthy habits and have some guidelines so that you can become an adult and to move into the next stage of your life with confidence, with purpose, and with an ability to contribute positively to the relationships and the people around you. So let's make our early 20s and our late 20s and our early 30s count. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me and share your tips or your stories or your words of wisdom with me. And that's it for today's episode. You can find me on Instagram at wellbe2go. You've got this, keep up the good work and have a great week, have a great weekend, and I'll see you in next episode. Take care, friends.